Hi, everybody. This is Stefan Molyneux from Free Domain Radio. I hope you're doing well. And I hope, like me, you are comforted by some of the more fundamental objective certainties in life. The seasons will pass, men will age, children will be born, and if you win an argument against a Democrat, they'll call you a racist. And, heaven forbid, if you actually start doing well against them in an election, you're going to be called a sexual predator, which of course has happened to one Donald J. Trump, who had a pretty innocent history with women uh, for pretty much all of his life until he started doing well against a Democrat. And then, bingo, bango, bongo, don't you notice they just get so shocked and appalled about any potential mistreatment of women by a Republican. It's happened before, it's happened again, and we sure as hell haven't seen the end of it in this election cycle. But let's dig into some of the truths about the Donald Trump sex allegations. We're going to start with Natasha Stoyanov. And we talked about this in a previous presentation. We'll link to it below. People magazine writer Natasha Stoyanov claimed that Donald Trump kissed and groped her before his butler came or burst into the room and interrupted the encounter. The former Trump butler, Anthony Tony Senecal, has come forward, emerged from, I'm sure, a very dignified and quiet retirement to say, no, that never happened. Come on, that's just bullcrap. Everybody is just jumping on the train. I think you're going to see even more of it between now and the election, but these incidents never happened. These guys are pushing his back against the wall, but he's a fighter. He'll take them on. He'll take all of them on. Not a bad guy to have in your corner uh, if you're looking for which cufflinks to wear with which shirt. Natasha Stoyanov is the same individual who claimed that Trump verbalized a long come-on message to her while she had a tape recorder in her hand, but yet, as an Ace People magazine reporter, was somehow unable to find the record button. You know, it's maybe it's maybe it's a hidden, maybe it's a, a secret uh, sequence or something, going to draw something or remember some sort of Simon flashing light thing. I don't know. Jessica Leeds. You know, when you think about it, Miss Leeds, Miss Leeds, Miss Leads. Now, I'm sure there's nothing in that. Jessica Leeds on CNN with Anderson Cooper. Isn't it amazing how CNN can find time for half hour plus sit downs with these women? But I don't think they're really getting around to interviewing any of the women who've accused Bill Clinton of sexual predation. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. Jessica Leeds on CNN with Anderson Cooper. Quote, the guy in the seat across the aisle could see, and I kept thinking, maybe the stewardess is going to come and he'll stop, but she never came. All right, so this is the woman. Uh, she said that it happened in the early 80s. Then she changed it to the late 70s, perhaps because in 1980, Trump got his own private plane. And I kind of think that maybe getting his own private plane had something to do with encountering women like Jessica Leeds, uh, but... Um, she was complaining that he was grabbing at her and he made this divider between them, which seems to be immovable, disappear. Poof. We'll get to Trump's magic later. So there's a guy across the aisle, 15 minutes of groping and grabbing and all this. Well, as it turns out, um, there is a, uh, a witness. The witness, the guy across the aisle. The New York Post published an article with the witness of the Jessica Leeds-Donald Trump interaction. So this guy contacted the Trump campaign, quote, because he didn't like that Leeds said that another passenger sat by while she was molested. Yeah. So Miss Leeds was uh, in her late 30s at the time, divorced. We can assume 
No boyfriend. Late 30s. Anyway, his name, Anthony Gilbert Thorpe, and he said that I sat there, eyes bulging, and not intervening is nonsense. If there's evidence Trump's done it, sure, hanging from the post. But I was there. I was in a position to know that what she said was wrong, wrong, wrong. Undoubtedly it was her. I have a good photographic memory. I recognized her. I have only met this accuser once and frankly cannot imagine why she is seeking to make out that Trump made sexual advances on her. Not only did he not do so, and I was present at all times, but it was she that was the one being flirtatious. Gilberthorpe reported that Leeds was the one trying too hard to win Trump's affections. She wanted to marry him, he claims, adding that Trump even excused himself to use the bathroom during the encounter with Leeds. So this was his story, that she was coming on hard to him, that she was uh, being very flirtatious with him, and when Trump, I don't know, hasn't Hasn't everyone at some point hid from a pushy person in the bathroom? (laughs) But maybe he just went to the bathroom to get a few minutes peace and quiet. At which point, apparently, this woman leaned over to this guy and said, Oh, I'm going to marry him. (laughs) It's like, late 30s, divorced. Tricky time for some. So Gilberthorpe says there was no kissing, but Leeds was very much in your face towards Trump. Hmm. He said, what she said about Trump is wrong. I mean, no decent human being could sit by and have a woman go on television and tell the United States of America, accuse an individual of sexually molesting. It's wrong for Trump. It's wrong for me. But you know something else? It's wrong for the American people. I will go head to head with her. I will meet her again. I will see her eyes across the table with my eyes and I will challenge her on the points she made. And I'll tell you what. I would do this whether it was for Trump or Clinton, for, for, for Clinton, for Obama, and for any man who's been accused of sexually molesting someone when I know he did not. Enough said, I suppose. The next is Summer Zorvos. Who is she? Well, in the 2006 season of The Apprentice, Summer Zorvos didn't even make it past the season premiere episode, as she was the... First of 18 people who were fired or eliminated after repeatedly interrupting Donald Trump in the boardroom. And you could say later, in his presidential run, though, with slightly more important consequences. So Summer Zervas, February 27th, 2006, said, It's extremely intense, hard work. I learned a lot about myself and how you respond when the pressure's on. Actually, sorry to interrupt you there, Summer. I think if you get fired in the very first episode, it's not particularly hard work. And I think you have learned how you respond when the pressure's on. You interrupt people and get fired. To continue. I left admiring Donald Trump a lot more than when I arrived. Here's a show that provides an opportunity to work for several companies and see how you do. A pretty exciting opportunity, wouldn't you say? And uh, I guess a fairly short-lived one. In 2016, mere weeks before the presidential election, Zervas came forward with notable Democratic supporter and lawyer Gloria Allred to accuse Donald Trump of sexual assault. On Friday, 
Summer Zervos claimed that she reached out to Trump's office in 2007 and had, and had lunch with him in New York City. Zervos claims Trump kissed her on the mouth twice, both before and after dinner. Yet she still gave him her phone number and agreed to meet him again. All right. So, if he met her, I don't think he did, that sounds a little bit like a date. Again, just looking from the outside based on... So, kissed her on the mouth twice, before and after dinner. And so, she gave him her phone number and agreed to meet with him again. Which would translate to my outside eye as a second date. Some observers. I assumed we were going to a restaurant in the hotel. Instead, I was taken to a bungalow. Okay, I gotta interrupt this narrative for just a moment. Um, if you're assertive enough or aggressive enough to end up on The Apprentice. I don't know, I've never watched it, but, you know, it's a pretty go-getter kind of program, I assume. Here we've got language, I was taken to a bungalow. I mean, it sounds like in a sack, in the back of a car, rolled up in a carpet like a Clinton friend. I mean, good heavens. What, taken to a bungalow? If you assume you're going to meet in a restaurant and you're taken to a bungalow, you say, no, actually, I'd really like to meet in the restaurant. No, I don't want to go to a bungalow. I wanted to meet in a restaurant. I was taken to a bungalow because she's just gone limp. Anyway, she goes on to say, He came to me and started kissing me open-mouthed as he was pulling me toward him. He then grabbed my shoulder and began kissing me again very aggressively and placed his hand on my breast. According to the Daily Mail, Zervus said Trump continued to grab at her and tried to get her to join him in the bedroom, eventually convincing her to lie down on the bed with him so they could watch telly-telly. This time, instead of just pulling away, Zerva said she told Trump that she was not interested in him as he again began to grab her. That only escalated his actions, according to Zervos. Summer Zerva said, He put me in an embrace, and I, I tried to push him away. I pushed his chest to put space between us, and I said, Come on, man, get real. He repeated my words back to me, Get real. As he began thrusting his genitals, he tried to kiss me again. And with my hand still on his chest, I said, Dude, you're tripping right now, attempting to make it clear that I was not interested. He said, What do you want? I said, I came to have dinner. He said, Okay, we will have dinner. So she then claims that they had dinner together without further incident. So she said she wasn't interested, uh, she wanted dinner only. So he doesn't make a pass at her again. They had dinner together without further incident, and he told her to meet him the following morning at his nearby golf club in Palos Verdes to discuss a job opportunity. Despite apparently being sexually assaulted, Zervos claimed to have gone to the gold club, but Trump never showed up, and she was later offered a position by the general manager with pay below what she claims he discussed previously. You know, this is just my particular perspective. I'm no expert in this area, but if you want a job, you write out an application and you go to a hiring manager. I don't know that you go to someone's house and lie on the bed if you want a job. I mean, I guess if you want a different kind of job. But if you want a job, don't you just go and, like, so I've never tried to get a job by lying down on a on, on a bed with someone and it just seems kind of odd to me. But, you know, I don't know, kids these days, what do I know?
it seems odd to me as well. I don't think she's produced any proof that she was actually offered a job. And again, I can't believe I have to talk about this stuff, but this is where the world is, and we're fighting to make it better, but we have to take the world as it is and work with what, what is there. But if he fired her on The Apprentice for being annoying and interrupting, why would he offer her a job now? Hey, remember me, that really annoying person from a couple of years ago that you filed, fired in the very first episode of the season of The Apprentice? I'd really like a job. Sure, <laughs> I found you really annoying and I fired you for interrupting me all, all the time, but I'd love to have dinner with you. It's like, you know, Trump in his prime was a player. Brothers, a player. Perps, <laughs> my home fellows. And he didn't need to lower himself to dealing with annoying women because... I assume she was annoying because she was fired for interrupting him all the time. Why would he why would he want to have dinner with this woman? Why would he want to give her a job? Hey, you that person I fired for being really annoying, let me give you a job. So I was there any evidence that she was offered a job? I don't know. Did she just show up thinking she was gonna get a job? I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. Gloria Allred is the lawyer representing Zervos and provided the following text for a recent Democratic Party fundraiser email, which was made available by WikiLeaks. Quote, Donald Trump is the presumptive Republican nominee for President of the United States in 2016. As a lifelong advocate for women's rights, this statement is frightening. Donald Trump has pledged to reverse the vast amounts of great progress we have made over the years. His demeaning treatment of women and his stance on the Supreme Court and issues such as abortion would reverse this progress and negatively impact millions of Americans across the country. And that is unacceptable. Now, I I wonder if Gloria Allred wrote anything about Bill Clinton's supposed treatment of uh, women over the years. I know feminism died for me uh, in the 90s when they refused to, a lot of them, most of them, I refused to um, criticize Bill Clinton for his um, indiscretions, to put it as nicely as possible. So I don't know if she did or she didn't, but I wonder if she did. She went on in this fundraising email to say, The time to act is now. That is why I hope you will join myself, Tina Chen, and Robbie Kaplan for a Democratic National Committee reception on May 31st at the home of Leotitia and Richard Garriott in New York. We will come together and discuss the upcoming race, and why we, as Democrats, must do everything we can to ensure a Democrat remains in the White House for the next four years. Um, It seems like a smidge of a conflict of interest, not in a legal sense, just, you know, in a vaguely moral sense, a smidge of a conflict of interest for a woman this involved in Democrat politics to be representing a woman who is attacking the Republican contender for the presidency. Again, just my amateur outside opinion. (laughs) Zervis's lawyer, Gloria Allred, was also involved with bringing sexual harassment accusations against Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain in 2011 and later moved her attention to Republican nominee Mitt Romney. Hmm. The, uh, The act of accusing a black man of sexual impropriety, which seems to occur somewhat regularly when black Republicans in particular do well. I'm thinking of Alan West, who's been on this show, Herman Cain, Clarence Thomas, and and others. Seems to be a smidge of, of, of a pattern here. Uh, I just can't quite put my finger on it. You know, it's the way that, that feminists always rush to the defense of Ann Coulter when she, uh, as a right-wing goddess, is called the see-you-next-Tuesday word, what, 
17 or 18 times during the Rob Lowe roast and when she's attacked as a, a, a horrible person and, and called the most horrifying word, Sarah Palin. If you remember, uh, Bill Maher had some absolutely horrendous things to say about Sarah Palin. And of course, all of the feminists rushed to her defense because, you know, she's a prominent woman who's achieved a lot. Wait. Oh, sorry. That didn't happen because people think that feminism is about uh, women. No, uh, it is about socialism. But a uh, topic for another time I actually dealt with it before. So um, Herman Cain campaign in July 2011, quote, just as the country finally begins to refocus on a crippling $15 trillion national debt and the unacceptably high unemployment rate, now activist celebrity lawyer Gloria Allred is bringing forth more false accusations against the character of Republican frontrunner Herman Cain. Hey, should we just take a moment, step back in time and just enjoy how wonderful it was when the National debt was 25% lower five years ago at only $15 trillion. Ah, good, good times. <laughs> and now, according to the New York Times, they, they wrote, Gloria Allred, a well-known woman's rights lawyer, who was a convention delegate for Mrs. Clinton, said that digging up a woman's sexual past was a classic shaming strategy. She said, most, this is quoted in the New York Times, she said, most people are not nuns and most people aren't Girl Scouts. That doesn't mean they're not telling the truth. So you see, if you want to shame people, you dig up their sexual past. Hmm. I guess that's shaming. I think I understand. Shaming women is bad if you bring up their sexual past, but but shaming men for their sexual past, that's good. If they're Republicans. Oh, and especially if they're black, because you see, having a black man, I guess a more black man than the half-white Obama running against Obama would not have gone very well, so... That's all about power. Who's kidding who? Gloria Allred, in July 2011, said, Instead of receiving the help she had hoped for, Mr. Kane instead decided to provide her with his idea of a stimulus package. If all of these allegations made by all of the women who have been reported to have made them are true, then I, for one, am disgusted at Mr. Kane's serial sexual harassment of women. Joel B. Pollock for Breitbart on October 21st, 2012. For several days, reports have circulated that attorney Gloria Allred, who always seems to surface when a Democrat is in trouble, is about to drop an October surprise on the Romney campaign. Speculation has surrounded a story published last week by the left-wing website Alternet purporting to tell the story of women who claimed Mitt Romney advised them in the 1980s in his capacity as a church leader against having abortions. Wait. Let me see if I understand this correctly. Mitt Romney, a Mormon, is counseling women. I'm going to assume that they're Mormons since they're going to him for counseling. Mormons are very pro-life. A woman goes to Mitt Romney in his capacity as a church leader saying, I want to have an abortion, I assume, or something like that. And he says, you really shouldn't have an abortion because you're a Mormon and I'm a Mormon. We're very pro-life. How is this shocking? I mean, agree or disagree with, with abortion, that is not shocking. You know, I went to a Catholic priest in the 1950s and they said abortion was bad. <gasps> you know, I went to San Francisco and I sat with the 49ers fans and they were cheering the 49ers. I don't know. How precious do you have to be to be shocked by gravity? Sam Azervis's first cousin, John Barry. Um, dare I call him the voice of reason? 
outside objectivity. I don't know. He said, I am completely shocked and bewildered by my cousin, Summers Rivers, and her press conference today. Ever since she was on The Apprentice, she has had nothing but glowing things to say about Mr. Trump. For almost a decade, my cousin would talk about how much she looked up to Mr. Trump and viewed him as an inspiration, a successful story she wanted to copy. Summer would also talk about how kind and caring Mr. Trump was on the show and how he would even visit children in hospitals without telling the press. She has praised the good things he's done for her life and, in fact, she converted her friends and her family to become Trump supporters, even though we've never been active in politics before. That was until Summer invited Mr. Trump to her restaurant during the primary and he said no. I think Summer wishes she could still be on reality TV and in an effort to get that back, she's saying all of these negative things about Mr. Trump. That's not how she talked about him before. I can only imagine that Summer's actions today are nothing more than an attempt to regain the spotlight at Mr. Trump's expense, and I don't think it reflects well. Let's just take a pause here for a sec again. So, Trump is fighting the primaries. He's trying to, of course, become the Republican nominee for presidency. And he's, he's busy. He's, he's, he's pretty busy. And this woman says, come to my restaurant, because I guess she thinks it will be helpful for my business. Doesn't she know he's busy? Doesn't she know that he's you know, fighting uh, the fight of his life and, and for Western civilization and m- may not have a lot of time to come and check out her blue plate special? I just, you know, I mean, how do you, hey, can you come to my restaurant? I just, he's, he's busy. He's busy. I'll say some of us also emailed the Trump campaign on April 14th, 2016. Remember, this is after all of this terrible trauma that she experienced with him. Or says she did. Quote. Uh, and she was, I guess, uh, emailing a woman. I'm certain you are a very busy woman. I'm in a unique situation, being that I am the only former apprentice who operates a business where Mr. Trump's supporters can walk in, express their admiration for him, and inquire about my experience. Mr. Trump has a great deal of support in Huntington Beach, California. He has witnessed both my highs and lows operating a small business, and I'm pleased to report that business is good. Now, I don't know. Has he has he really witnessed her highs and lows? I mean, does he have a camera installed? Maybe it's remote viewing. Maybe he does that magic thing that also makes uh, dividers in airline seats disappear. It just seems and not, not, not wholly grounded would be the phrase that I would use. She went on to say, Sonny's Restaurant has a long history of making people feel special. We hire a diverse crew and embrace anyone who is working hard. Mr. Trump is cut from the same cloth. I would greatly appreciate reconnecting at this time. He will know my intentions are genuine. Thank you. So Mr. Trump is, is very similar to the people who work at his restaurant. So her restaurant, he's similar to the dishwasher, I suppose, cut from the same cloth. So come on down. Donald Trump. I vaguely remember Miss Zervis as one of the many contestants on The Apprentice over the years. To be clear, I never met her at a hotel or greeted her inappropriately a decade ago. That is not who I am as a person, and it is not how I've conducted my life. In fact, Ms. Zervos continued to contact me for help, emailing my office on April 14th of this year, asking that I visit her restaurant in California. 
Yeah, I would say. Let me let me just check my calendar. Come to your restaurant. Oh, let's see. What do I have? Let's see. Let's see. I got to beat 17 other Republicans in the primaries. Got to beat the mainstream media and the Democrat Party. I got to save America, save Western civilization, destroy globalism, rein in the Federal Reserve, establish nationalism again, uh, defeat illegal immigration, uh, lower taxes, lower corporate taxes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I think I can come out to your little restaurant. Do, do, you, do you have an early bird special? Oh my God! And look, let me say, if you're if you're a rich, powerful, successful, attractive man, you are not going to meet women you don't really know that well who've been annoying to you before in private. You know what accusations? Everybody, you know, knows accusations can float around, and women can say that you just don't. You don't. (sighs) Sorry. To return to what Donald Trump actually said. Beyond that, the media is now creating a theater of absurdity that threatens to tear our democratic process apart and poison the minds of the American public. When Gloria Allred is given the same weighting on national television as the President of the United States, and unfounded accusations are treated as fact, with reporters throwing due diligence and fact-finding to the side in a rush to file their stories first, it is evident that we truly are living in a broken system. Hillary Clinton can spend all of her time and money pushing complete lies against our campaign, but I refuse to fall victim to this vicious cycle of personal attacks. In the coming days, I plan on addressing our nation in a more personal way to present my vision for how together we can fight to bring back American jobs and defend our country against radical Islamic terrorism. I will take my message directly to the American people and bypass the unethical press that wants to see their candidate elected. Together, we will make America great again. And that would be what they call a mic drop. And I'll tell you what I think he's going to be up to, and uh, I think it's a great idea. You know, he's going to go and do live streams. He's going to go, I don't know, Periscope, YouTube, Facebook live streams. He's just going to talk to the people directly. Do you know how many people would tune in? Dear Lord, it would make the cables melt (laughs) that bring the the tubes that bring the facts to the people. And uh, it's his uh, pushback against the mainstream media, right? So the mainstream media is making a lot of money. Uh, attacking Donald Trump, presenting Donald Trump, he calls in, he does shows, he, you know, they're making a lot of money from the debates and so on. And he's like, I think he's like, screw you guys. You're going to treat me this way? You're going to bring on all these people I don't consider credible? Come on and lie about me? Well, fine. I'll just bypass you guys completely, go, direct to the pe- go directly to the people, and let's see how much ad revenue you lose when Donald Trump is not coming on your network and eyeballs are not tuning in. Let's see how many fewer people come to your website, how many fewer people come to your uh, ad-ridden channels uh, on YouTube and uh, on cable TV. Let's just see. Maybe you screwed with me a little bit too much, and I'm now going to go straight to the people, bypass you people, and cut that tree down at the root where its revenue lives. Hmm. Just my theory. It's what I would do, but I'm not Donald Trump. Ah, I merely play him occasionally on the internet. Kristen Anderson. 46-year-old photographer and single mom, Kristen Anderson, has come forward claiming that when she was out with people she doesn't remember, in a place she isn't sure of, in a year, 
she believes was somewhere in the early 1990s, Donald Trump improperly touched her, totally, completely, and absolutely. So, it's been referred to as Jeff Bezos' personal blog, also known as the Washington Post. Quote, quote, Kristen Anderson was deep in conversation with acquaintances at a crowded Manhattan night spot and did not notice the figure to her right on a red velvet couch until, she recalls, his fingers slid under her miniskirt, moved up her inner thigh, and touched her vagina through her underwear. Anderson shoved the hand away, fled the couch, and turned to take her first good look at the man who had touched her, she said. She recognized him as Donald Trump. Again, sorry for all the voices. Who was that Duke Nukem reading Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> but uh, uh, I need it for the audio. Uh, people who just lift uh, the audio. So let's just set the stage here, right? Let's understand it. I myself wasted a good number of nights <laughs> in nightclubs when I was in my teens and early 20s. And... Uh, Busted me some moves and uh, had me some drinks and some good times. So I know a little bit about the nightclub scene. Let's just put it this way. It's crowded. It's dark. You've been drinking. It's hot. Uh, People are moving around all over the place. So she's sitting there and I did this paralysis. Like what are you like man of war paralysis injections from the fingernails? You know, uh, a finger slid under him, moved up her inner thigh. It's like, don't you get up and move? I'm paralyzed. Up they come. And she fled, right? She shoved the hand away and fled. She didn't see who it belonged to. She fled. And then, we'll get to this in a second, she has two ways of figuring out who Donald Trump. So first thing she says is, she recognized him as Donald Trump. You flee away from him. Somebody touches you. Let's assume that happened. Somebody touched you. She flees away. She turns around in the dark, pulsing, smoke, smoke-ridden, right? It's back when you could smoke in, in nightclubs. Smoke-ridden, dark, pulsing, flashing lights. She knows exactly who the hand belonged to. How? Donald Trump is surrounded by a lot of people in a nightclub, if he was even there. I don't know. But he's surrounded by a lot of people. He's a player, you know? He's not going to go to some empty nightclub. There I was at a nightclub. It was just me and Donald Trump. I don't think so. <laughs> Believe me. But uh, so lots of people all around, lights and you're drinking and, you know, <laughs> I mean, yes, I know exactly. I turn around away, but I know of all of these people mashing around in the nightclub, all dancing and moving around. I know exactly who the hand belonged to. Yes, that was Donald Trump. <sighs> the Washington Post continued to say, Anderson, who said she doesn't support Trump or Democrat Hillary Clinton, did not initially approach the Post. Because, you see, that would be seeking publicity, say I. Post says. A reporter contacted her after hearing her story from a person who knew of it, and she spent several days trying to decide whether to go public. After nearly a quarter century, there are details that Anderson struggled to recall, says the Post. She cannot name the people who were with her at the club, but says it is likely they were co-workers from the restaurant where she was a hostess and with whom she long ago lost touch. She believed her encounter with Trump had been at China Club, but could not say for sure that it was not another Manhattan night spot. So, so she can't remember much, which is a shame. I mean, because compared to Miss Leeds, who can remember the exact make and model of the plane she flew on, though not the year, with Donald Trump 30-plus years ago. Anyway, so this is what they call reporting. 
Now, Anderson's apathy towards the election cycle, yeah, it's a little evident in a Facebook post where she noted receiving an email from the Trump campaign asking for donations. She said, or she wrote, Why is that hilarious? Maybe I need to send out an email for donations to my cause. What is Kristen's cause? This is what you're asking as you're reaching for your credit card and looking for the Donate $50 Now button. You're finding this single mom's photography business so she can actually turn it into a profitable business and take care of her child properly and with love so he turns out to be an amazing human being with compassion, enthusiasm, creativity, and a willingness to make the lives of others better. So, 46-year-old single mom, a photographer who's losing money in her photography business, or at least not making any profit, needs $50 so she can take care of her child properly. Oh, and she was a hostess. I don't know. I don't know. First thought that springs to my mind is, Maybe a little bit less time in nightclubs when you were younger. Just a thought. Trump spokeswoman Hope Hicks said, Mr. Trump strongly denies this phony allegation by someone looking to get some free publicity. It is totally ridiculous. Of course, Anderson Cooper later had her on for a sit-down interview where she recalled that her girlfriend's had to identify Donald Trump for her because she didn't initially know him. Whoa! Let's back that up a little bit, shall we? Ba-dunk, ba-dunk. I think we drove over some credibility because didn't she, in the Washington Post article, said she sprung up, turned around, and in the dark with people moving around and flashing lights and maybe some drinking, said, boom, that's Donald Trump. Wait, no, actually, that's not quite the case. It turns out she didn't know who the hell it was. So here's the situation now. Hand creeps like paralyzing tarantula up in her thigh, touches vagina. Woman jumps up, runs across the club, later finds her friends, points some guy out. She magically knows. Maybe he's got, like, Stretch Armstrong kind of uh, arms that snake out across like rubber man, and you can still tell that. They say, oh, that's Donald Trump. Oh, well, that's the hand that he he was attached to the hand that... that oh, my God. Please, God, alive, stop this crap so I can get back to ethics. Hey, remember them when this was a philosophy show? (laughs) Me too. And in order for it to remain a philosophy show, we have to have non-Democrats in the office so that they don't nuke the internet. Because trust me, they've noticed the effect that social media and YouTube and shows like mine have had on the presidential election. So I'd really like to be able to keep talking to you all. Kind of important. For those of you who don't get it, please try and get it. (laughs) Understand that. So... Kristen Anderson also claimed to be no longer in contact with the friends who identified Trump, despite the fact that she didn't know who these friends were in the Washington Post article, and also noted that she didn't consider it sexual assault at the time. All right. Ah, Anderson Cooper. You know, I I lived with four gays when I was doing my master's, and... uh, Boy, if there's one thing that gay people hate, it's inappropriate touching in nightclubs. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you just, it's unthinkable. Let's talk about Kathy Heller. Oh, it's just another couple of weeks. <laughs> weeks, people. We'll get there. We'll get there in this baton death march to something better. 
Ah, the Guardian, also known as the Guardian of Truth, by not many people. (laughs) Uh, This is what they wrote. Their alleged encounter took place almost two decades ago. Kathy Heller believes the year was 1997, and she was at a Mother's Day brunch at Trump's Ma, a Lago estate. Heller, her husband, her three children, and her in-laws were among dozens of families seated at big round tables in what she and a relative who spoke to the Guardian recall was an open lobby. (laughs) Sorry. From pulsing discos to family get-togethers, the man is everywhere. He's like the famous octopus with six hands, although octopuses have eight arms. Anyway, so this is the uh, situation. It's an open lobby. Hey, I wonder if in the late 90s there were any security cameras in Trump's lobbies. Anyway, so here's the scene. Mother's Day brunch. Woman, husband, three children, and the in-laws. Dozens of families, big round tables, lots of people seeing, lots of people seeing what's going on. Cameras everywhere. It's Mother's Day lunch. Probably security cameras for footage. Boy, this is not a good place to assault someone, I'd say. I'm not saying there is a good place. I'm just saying if there's a bad place, this would be it. The Guardian went on to, let's say, report. Trump made the rounds, greeting members of his club. When he stopped at their table, Heller recalled, and her mother-in-law introduced her, she stood and extended her hand. He took my hand and grabbed me and went for the lips, she claimed. Alarmed, she said she leaned backwards to avoid him and almost lost her balance. Wait a minute. Kathy Heller. Not Michelle Fields, my apologies. All right, let's continue. And he said, oh, come on. He was strong and he grabbed me and went for my mouth and went for my lips. She turned her head, she claims, and Trump planted a kiss on the side of her mouth. He kept me there for a little too long, Heller said. And then he just walked away. <laughs> oh my God. Ah, oh, in front of probably hundreds of people, the husband, the children, the in-laws, dozens of families, what does he do? Yeah, Trump kisses people on the cheeks. You can see that in the Billy... Bush tape, he comes out, he kisses the woman on the cheek. He says, Melania said this is okay. Yeah, he kisses her on the cheek. He leans in. She thinks she, he's going for her mouth. She turns her head and she says, oh, the, report, the report says, Trump planted a kiss on the side of her mouth, side of her mouth. Now, I'm not a doctor, but as far as I understand it, the side of the mouth is called the cheek. And so... She turned her head, and Trump kissed her on her cheek. Ah. But she says he kept me there for a little too long. (laughs) So he kissed you on the cheek for a little too long. In front of your husband, your children, your in-laws, and everything, and all the people watching, and all the people taking photos. Oh, that's Trump. Let's take a photo. (laughs) You know, suddenly you're in a Scorsese movie with the flashes. He kissed her. Okay, wait. See, here we go. This is the cheek. Pleasant kiss. Pleasant kiss. Pleasant kiss. Sexual assault. Boom! Right there. You got it, right? Makes sense to you? (sighs) The Guardian continues. I was angry and shaken, she continued. He was pissed. He couldn't believe a woman would pass up the opportunity. She added that he seemed to feel... Entitled to kiss her. 
Oh yes, ladies, please, God above, can you just bring a little bit more feels to the presidential election? Because that's working out so well. He feeled it was a little too long. I felt that he was entitled. Yeah, just a few more feels and we'll just save the West. You know, the West that is protecting women from all the non-Westerners who aren't going to treat you as well as the Western men do. Yeah, a few more feels, one more pulse of irrational emotion, and we are breaking through to total liberty, ladies. Come on, just a little more. Give us just a smidge more. <sighs> the yellow journalism, sorry, hearsay, sorry, muckraking, sorry, article. I don't know what happened to my words. The article continued. Heller met Clinton briefly at a March fundraiser, and in January she donated the individual maximum of $2,700 to Clinton's campaign. She believes she has also attended a party where the Clintons were present. Ah! Okay, well that clears things up. She knows down to the nanosecond exactly how long a kiss on the cheek should last before it becomes some kind of assault. But she's a big fan of the Clintons but doesn't really know for sure if the Clintons were actually at a party she was at. I don't know. Were your lips bleeding when you left? The Guardian. In addition, her husband's family is involved in a years-long effort to recover initiation fees that her late in-laws paid to join Ma A. Largo. The club's rules state that the fees are refundable under certain circumstances when an individual is no longer a member. And Heller has placed at least one phone call to a club manager attempting to recover the money, totaling several thousand dollars. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff I really want to be spending my giant brain analyzing. But basically, her husband's family is involved in some sort of action against Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Trump campaign spokesman Jason Miller said, There is no way that something like this would have happened in a public place on Mother's Day at Mr. Trump's resort. It would have been the talk of Palm Beach for the past two decades. The reality is this. For the media to wheel out a politically motivated Democratic activist with a legal dispute against this same resort owned by Mr. Trump does a disservice to the public, and anyone covering the story should be embarrassed for elevating this bogus claim. Should we call it cheek gate, cheek nanosecond, too long gate? I don't know. Charles C. Johnson at Got News says, Kathy Heller's husband and son together run a New York City real estate development company called the Heller Organization, which is necessarily a business competitor of Donald Trump's Trump Organization. Why didn't The Guardian disclose her status as a business competitor to Donald Trump when they smeared him with this article? Heller has been an active Democrat since 1988, a big Democrat donor, and her Wildlife Conservation Society nonprofit on whose board she serves honored Hillary Clinton and Chelsea Clinton in 2014. Although, to be fair, she didn't actually know whether they were there or not. Ah, there'll be more. We'll be back, but let's do some conclusions here. And this is for my younger listeners who may be a little surprised by some of this. And uh, some of this comes from com. So CNN gives these people with their foggy, hazy stories and contradictory information a half-hour sit-down. Ooh, half-hour sit-down. Hey, hey, where are the Bill Clinton accusers? 
Let's go quickly through the list. And this is only a partial list, my friends. Paula Jones, a former Arkansas State employee, Jones sued Bill Clinton in 1994 for sexual harassment. So her story was, she claimed that in 1991, Bill Clinton, who was then the governor of Arkansas, propositioned and exposed himself to her in a hotel in Little Rock. Clinton eventually settled out of court for $850,000, but never admitted to any wrongdoing. Juanita Broderick, a former nursing home administrator, alleges that Bill Clinton, who was running for governor of Arkansas in 1978, in 1978, raped her in an Arkansas hotel room in the spring. And a bitter lip almost in two, and so on. Kathleen Willey. She was a White House volunteer aide in March of 1998, alleged on the TV news, news program 60 Minutes that Bill Clinton had sexually assaulted her during his first term as president. Eileen Wellstone, an English woman, alleges that Clinton sexually assaulted her after she met him at a pub near Oxford University. See, Clinton was a student there in 1969, left without graduating, kind of unusual. Sexually assaulted her in 1969. Carolyn Moffat. She was a legal secretary in Little Rock in 1979. She met Governor Clinton, she says, at a political fundraiser, was invited to his hotel room. She fled the hotel room after Clinton demanded that she perform sex acts on him. Elizabeth Ward Grayson. She was Miss Arkansas, and she actually won the Miss America contest in 1982. She alleged that she was forced by Clinton to have sex with him shortly after she won the competition for Miss Arkansas. Becky Brown. Becky Brown was Chelsea Clinton's nanny. L.D. Brown, an Arkansas state trooper and Becky's husband, claims that Clinton attempted to seduce her while the two were in the governor's mansion. Helen Dowdy. Dowdy is the wife of one of Hillary Clinton's cousins, and she says that in 1986, Bill Clinton groped her on the dance floor of a wedding. Christy Zurcher, she was a flight attendant aboard Clinton's campaign jet from 1991 to 1992. She told the Star magazine that Clinton had groped her for over 40 minutes. And this is not everyone. It's just what we have time for. Where are these people on CNN? You say, ah, oh, well, you see, but... You say, it's Hillary Clinton who's running for president, not Bill Clinton. Okay, okay. You know who wasn't running for president? Corey Lewandowski. And how did his behavior, which turned out to be a giant slab of innuendo-based nothing-burgerism, how did it, was he treated by the mainstream media? Ah, he's Trump's number one man. It goes directly to him. It speaks to his character. Ah. Uh, I know you leftists want it both ways, but those of us who live in reality... I'd love to give you that fantasy cookie, but it's just not good for you. We can't let you have it. Sorry. So all of this, of course, what's it for? Well, it's designed to cover up one of the great weaknesses of the Clinton campaign, which is Bill Clinton's history of um, alleged abuse against women and rape. And, of course, it's designed to distract from WikiLeaks, from the Podesta emails that are coming out, like a Chinese water torture drip of vampiric blood against the unholy water of the Clinton campaign. So, yeah, collusion between the mainstream media and the Democratic Party. Uh, Hillary Clinton admitting that the countries that donated to the Clinton Foundation, two of them also supported ISIS, that she dreams of a world with open borders. So she wants maybe to be the last president of these United States. Um, the, the campaign coordinated with Super PAC, 
that she has different public and private positions on Wall Street reform that she said only to the people who paid for her private thoughts, uh, that uh, the Clinton campaign asked about using executive privilege in the White House to hide emails from Congress, that the Clinton campaign looked for political support from what they refer to as needy Latinos, that her she's been flip-flopping back and forth on TPP, and that the Iran nuclear deal when Podesta was um, given the description of the greatest, that it was the greatest appeasement since Chamberlain gave Czechoslovakia to Hitler, said, yep. See, those things are a little bit more important than a disembodied hand that may or may not have belonged to somebody who may or may not have been Donald Trump at some point in the past in a nightclub that no one can remember, surrounded by friends she does not have anymore because she's trying to get 50 bucks to care for a kid because she can't make money taking pictures. I don't know. War is a Bruin, my friends. War with Russia is a Bruin. How far are they willing to go to stay in power? It may go a lot more than these kinds of tales. It may go to war itself. But we're supposed to be distracted by this stuff as real storm clouds gather on the horizon. That may end a lot of what we hold dear and a lot of what we hold precious. Do not be distracted by this nonsense. Eyes on the prize, my friends. Eyes on the prize.